Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by Craig McDonald, co-founder of New Strength, superstar, or so he thinks so, crazy Clippers supporters. <laughs> <laughs> NBA diehard. I am. NBA tragic. Clippers tragic. tragic. Mm. You are a tragic. He's wearing his Clippers hat today mm. in his little fantasy league with his mates, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It gives me a break from hanging out with you for a while. So oh. hanging out with the boys and your shit. <laughs> wow. That's it. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> My guys do this stuff, right? It's, you know. True. That is true. Bit That's of dude time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, so for, people always ask me about the update with the surgery. So going well now, 2.5 maybe weeks. Did my first training session yesterday, which is good. Just lower body. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. I can hardly walk. I'm like, I just did it light too, like 60 kilo safety bar squats. You know, I basically did 50%, pulled the weights back to 50% and just did like two or three rep sets. Fucking mm. my quads. Oh, my God. You know when you haven't trained? For like two and a half weeks, I can I'm like to, can't even sit on the toilet, that yeah. bad. And like yeah. walking down the stairs, I'm like, oh god, mm. so bad. But mm. I'll uh, keep persisting and persisting because you love it. But but interestingly enough, exciting mm. uh, just to share with everyone. Kitty keeps wearing lots of white tops and keeps <laughs> bursting into my office or one around. She's like, look at my perky tits, look at my nipples. You can see him. You can see him. I'm not even wearing a bra. You can see him. Look, everyone. And she you know, goes no, down to the shops and she's just like, I gotta see well, I gotta see how, how many people. No, are that's not true. Vehicles. It's just that you're true. not allowed to wear anything tight. Like you just have to wear loose tops, basically, yeah, but, that don't aren't firm. Love, don't and, lie. And they have, you love it, being high beam Harriet right now. Yeah, look, I do like being high beam. Yeah, my Because you know what? I'm tips. like, do you know what? I'm just like, it's so good to be able to not wear a bra <laughs> and your boobs aren't down around your waist. <laughs> it's the best. But it just looks bad at the moment because it's got these like you know, all the tapes around the nipples. So it's really, you can really see yeah, it's quite yeah. prominent. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we went out on the weekend. It's glorious lunch. look. I love it. We mm. went out for weekend lunch on the weekend. It was great. I wore this singlet top that I haven't worn Ooh. for a while because it needed a bra, a strapless bra, and they're fucking annoying, you know, you're constantly hitching them up and just, yeah, I just wore it Ooh. with no bra. Yeah, it looked great. It, it was great. great. It yeah. was really great. Yeah, I'm just mm. I'm excited for when they're fully healed. So another two, one and a half Me weeks too. and I can go back to like proper, like give it a good nudge, lower body training. And then it's two more weeks and I can bring the upper body back in. So, yeah. I just can't wait to be, for you to be on top of me and looking oh, at Excuse me, it's a bit inappropriate. Just, uh, I don't think that we. <laughs> well, come on. You know, we're all adults here. It's exciting times, you know. It's like being 18 again. Our ops manager is going to listen to this and be like, fucking Craig. Fucking God. Yeah. Put it down a little bit. Thanks. Real. No one wants to hear about our sex life, Craig. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. Anyway. anyway, all is going well with the healing. Have a good laugh. Been eating lots of calories, been sort of averaging, I don't know. So it was really interesting. I was talking to Kate about it and sort of because I've been, I didn't track the first few days. I felt sick. And then, you know, now I've started tracking my food again. There's some days like early on when I ate like 3000 calories and sort of my hunger levels really peaked. I don't know whether your body's just like, you know, so much energy healing 
And now I've sort of been averaging yeah. this week about 26, 2700. And my weight's just staying exactly the same. It's just stabilized at like 66.2 kilos. So um, yeah, I'll just sit here. And then once I start properly training again, I'll push the calories back up because I'll need them, which is exciting. It's exciting to see how jacked, how much muscle I can build, how much food I can eat, how strong yeah. I can get. I think I think for you like that sixty six ish between sixty six sixty seven is kind well, of well sitting at sixty seven and a half. That's where I was yeah. like holding before I started training. But I think that's your kind <laughs> of your body weight set point if you weren't sort of doing anything because that's just generally where you sort of gravitated to after I did past. the fat loss phase. Yeah. So it's just like that's kind of where it is, and obviously it's just your composition's changing. Like you're still eating the same amount of calories there as- or, or more to kind of maintain that. But it's obviously muscles just going down, a little bit of fat's going on, but. Um, it's not much not too bad it'll yeah, go back get back quickly yeah but when you go like back into full training obviously you, you your weight will probably go up a bit yeah what's well, the goal i want to get to 70 70 i want to get to 70 that's the goal i'm like need to put on some serious muscle i think libby's uh getting pretty close to 70 now yeah she was messaging us yeah the other day 69 kilos three kilos in nine months which is pretty good i reckon yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah i think I think for a female, you know, like 1% of body weight on like a per month or so as a rough rule of thumb, it obviously depends on the person and how well they train and do all that sort of stuff, right? Is kind of a rough kind yeah. of point. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, you look at it over eight months, given her body weight where she started, eh, it's not too far off. That's good. Uh, so I yeah. think you can really notice it. I said that to her. I was like, I feel like you can, you look more muscular in your photos and your yeah, videos definitely. and shit that you send yeah, us. I'm like, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, sure. watch out, sister! I'm right behind you, inspiring me to get back in there. Now, just go hard. It's just exciting. I just want to be really strong too. You know, I just really love being strong. I'm going to set some really fun strength numbers to hit Ooh. as well, which yeah. is exciting. So I'm super looking forward to getting back into training. Probably not long now, not long, but yeah, recovering really well. I, I hear, I hear that every fucking day from you. Oh, I just can't, I can't wait. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Wait, have I told you? Have I told you? Oh, just can't wait. I just love it, you know. It's just fun. And now I've got nothing standing in my way of stopping me. Yeah. You know, from progressing yeah. now, I'm like, yes. So no, it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's much more fun than dieting. Sure is. Yeah. Sure is. Yep, 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 yep. Uh okay, cool. So we're getting back to the QA because there's lots of questions. So we're splitting the QA, just so you know. Is right. that what are we doing today? Right. Um uh, okay. So, um, next question. I've lost a lot of weight and I'm bu- building muscle at the moment, but I have very loose skin. Will strength help with skin? I think it depends, Hey, on how much, like you've, how much weight you've lost and how quickly, like even building muscle, if you've, lo- if you've been really big and you lose a lot of weight and you've got a loose, loose skin, it probably isn't going to, you probably have to get surgery. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I would you say if you, you know, you've lost probably you know, you know, it's it's always hard because height and genetics and all these things pop up. But I'm saying if you you'll if you've lost up probably of excess maybe 25 to 30 kilos, mm. you're gonna have some loose skin, and any more than that is just gonna equal more skin. And at that point, you know, if that's something that means something to you, you probably have to have the the surgery. Yeah, even if you do build a lot of muscle, you know, as a female, there's only so much that you can sort of build. Um, you know, when you've exponentially lost so much body weight, but, you know, in terms of muscle mass, you know, if you put on even just like five kilos, which is a lot for a female, you know, 30 kilos of total weight, five kilos of muscle, you know, there's probably going to be a bit of loose stuff. So it just, yeah, 
as Kitty said, it just depends how much you've lost, I think. And then you just, mm. you just need to look at it. Once you get down to sort of super lean and you put some muscle on, you just need to assess it. You know, really, mm. that's probably the best way to do it. Mm. Uh, okay. Calories during um, breastfeeding, macros during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Obviously, you just it's, you need more when you're yep. breastfeeding. But just yep. I think it's like we've had women in our programs really varied. Like obviously, if they're bigger and more more you know, like training more, moving more. I think it's just, you've just got to track your food. Would, would you agree? And just yeah, I, you have to I watch think, your milk supply, yes. you know, like make sure you. Yeah. I think you just, you need to be probably even more diligent during that time because, you know, like it's not just about you at that point. It's, it's about the baby making sure you're, you know, got enough to, you know, create enough milk production and you know making sure that you're not being depleted at all so i think you know tracking your food and, and kind of having an idea of what your baseline is and then you know i think a lot of subjective measures would would kind of tell you pretty quickly like if you're like hungry and feeling depleted and whatever you're doing what you eat, then you, you need more and then obviously at that point thinking about like fat loss goals shouldn't be a priority like your body is like trying yeah, to produce you just, more you just to, give it birth yeah, yeah. give the yourself a bit of a break is to, is to yeah you know give everything you need to to the baby and give give your body everything nourish your body so, again and so i i think people can definitely go too far with it they just exponentially eat too much and then yeah. once that period of time sort of finishes they're like oh i've got all this excess weight i need to lose because of pregnancy and well, you don't need to gain weight when probably you don't, yeah, you don't you, need to gain weight you just want yeah. to make sure you're eating enough to maintain your milk supply yep and eating enough to for yep. good health and you know yeah. try and support your body for lack of fucking sleep and yeah poor women with the young babies i feel for them yeah yeah look it's <laughs> definitely no a rough time you know you know you definitely got a few things working against you so it's i, I think again, i think it reiterates the point of you know what i've noticed how much you're consuming notice too with some clients is like some like obviously there's the protein requirements but then some women just seem to like more fat and less carbs and some like like more carbs and less fat so i think it's just about getting enough protein and then finding the balance between the fat and the carbs that suits you that you enjoy i think yeah 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 absolutely um okay if you are losing weight tracking how do you know when to increase and by how much so i guess it's like I guess you, okay, I'll let you into this, sorry. Yeah, if you're losing weight with tracking. So, you know, if the goal is, you know, like a fat loss phase, generally is a rough rule of thumb between 0.5 and 1% of your body weight per week is generally what we recommend is a sustainable rate of loss. Um, so the way we generally do it is you do it for two weeks and we look at that rate of loss over that two weeks. And if the first week is say, like say if you're at the upper end of like 1% and then the second week you're sort of, you know, at about like, 0.8%. It's sort of like, okay, we're in a pretty good range. Let's keep running with this for as long as we need to until you fall out of that bottom range. You know, you, you start losing less than, you know, 0.5%. And then that's potentially where you need to make a another calorie reduction, you know, just depending on the circumstance. Um, I have had clients who've actually lost a little bit more than that, you know, who've gone, you know, like the first week's sort of been like 1.3 and then the next week it's been like 1.2. And then it's sort of, you know, at that point, I just generally ask them like, how, how are you feeling? You know, like, are you, you're feeling too low energy because you're kind of losing at a, a slightly faster rate than we, we generally recommend. I also look at their training performances, see what their recovery is like. And usually, you know, if everything's kind of going well, you know, if you're losing that much, there is quite a big kind of boost in sort of psychological 
um, I guess, motivation at that point. And they're like, no, 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 I'm feeling good. I want to keep going. And it's just like, okay, look, at some point it's going to slow down anyway and you'll generally just fall back into that. Um, but losing a little bit more initially is totally fine. Again, it just depends on the person and the severity of the calorie deficit. Um, and as long as training still staying and you're still maintaining some good training performances, then I just kind of let it run its course. And like I said, you know, depending on how long you need to diet for, how much weight you need to lose, eventually it's going to just slow down. And if you started at 1.2, 1.3% of body weight loss, eventually over a number of weeks, it's then going to come down and get closer to 0.5 just due to, you know, because of the rate of loss and metabolic adaptation and those sort of things. So, um, it's usually not too bad, but we just want to kind of make sure that, you know, that all of you, your subjectives and, your, and how you're feeling and not becoming too food focused and your performances are not taking a massive nose dive into gym uh, are all the things that we kind of want to kind of assess. So, um, but as a rough rule of thumb, between 0.5 and 1% of your body weight, I think is good. And uh, if you're losing less than that, then you need to increase the deficit. Okay. Next question, advice for starting off when you're morbidly obese. Sorry, can you just say that again? Can you speak into the microphone a bit there, babe? Because I can't fucking hear you. Advice for starting off when you're morbidly obese. Yeah, so if you're morbidly obese and you don't have a lot of understanding around, um, you know, training and nutrition, um, the best advice I could give to you is, Look, tr- tracking your nutrition is always going to be the very best way to really manage your progress over time and know that you are, in fact, losing what you need to. But when you're that, um, when you're at that kind of body weight, really the only thing you need to track, you know, predominantly and would be a good measure of success is just your protein intake. You know, so I think it's because you want to be in a deficit. Obviously. You want to be in it, yeah. yes. You want to be in a yeah. deficit, but like you know, if you don't have a lot of ideas, just start with your protein. I'm just saying like to keep it simple and to just, because mm. you, you really, for, when you're at that point, it's more of a case of establishing a whole new lifestyle and habits mm. and behaviors. And, you know, that's going to be different for everyone. They're, they're going to have certain uh, constraints that you're at work against perceptions around food and different things like that. So look, you know, there are a number of factors to, to, to take into account, but my best advice is, is to start with tracking your food and certainly most importantly, just track, make sure your total calories, you're in a deficit, right? It wouldn't be too hard to do that when you're, you're at that body weight, but uh, definitely hitting a protein goal uh, would be the best way to start. Give it a couple of weeks and then you can start moving into tracking your carbs and fats. Um, but that's ultimately what you want to work towards, you know, for long-term sustainable results. It's, it's always going to be about just tracking how much you're eating, making sure you're staying in that deficit. And then after that, just hitting a step target, you know, like, you know, ideally when we look at a lot of the research for health outcomes, it starts at around 8,000 steps per day. But if you're someone who's barely not doing any steps and, you know, I'd recommend getting a Fitbit or some sort of tracker to kind of understand what you're roughly doing. You know, if you're only getting like 1500 steps a day, you know, bump it up to like 3000. Mm. Now that 3000 steps a day for a week. And then maybe the next week you go to 4,000 and then go to 5,000. Then over time, you know, the goal is to try and get to about 8,000 plus. And that would, that would literally be all you need to do is just, you know, get into the habit of tracking your food, making some good choices with your food, you know, staying away from alcohol and fast foods. Um, And then just aiming to try and get up to about 8,000 steps per day. And that will serve you really well for quite a long time. Um, until you I think it's just like 
getting out of that binge restrict cycle, isn't it really too? You know, like if you're morbidly yeah. obese, yeah. you're eating a lot of shit food probably, yeah. or you are like, you can't be morbidly obese. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard to be morbidly, morbidly obese by consuming calories from a lot of whole foods. Like yeah. you just can't eat that much potatoes and fruit. Oh, and- <laughs> well, I would actually suggest probably the first, this is what I would do is I would get support. I would, if you can afford it, like hire a coach. Yeah, because- yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I remember, I know Stan was quoting some study on the podcast we did about, you know, people that have lost X amount of kilos and successfully kept it off for six years, they had support and they had a plan. Mm-hmm. So the accountability, um, you know, and I think if you're new here, a really good place to start is our seven day challenge. Um, you know, if, if this ladies or man is listening, you know, I would get the seven day challenge and start there. That covers all the basic fundamentals to get you started. Um, you know, and I, I, there's a client actually, I remember interviewing on the podcast, she lost 30 kilos and improved all her endometriosis and PCOS symptoms just doing one of our challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously yeah. not in 14 days, but <laughs> yeah, she learned all the stuff and then she went off and yeah. So I would definitely start there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. one minute version of your TTC story. I'm like, Oh God, like, don't think you can put it into one minute, go back and listen to the podcast that we did. We did a podcast together, just talking about our story. So if you're interested, listen to that. Um, Favorite fat loss habits. Um, One, I think planning and prepping your food. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Number Um, one, getting enough sleep, prioritizing sleep. Yeah. I mean, for for me personally, it, it, it makes no difference whether I'm muscle gaining or at maintenance or it's, it's the same habits, you know, and that's ultimately what sets it up to be successful is because the, the habits, the lifestyle and behaviors that are conducive to having a successful fat loss phase or a successful muscle gain phase are all the same. So, you know, the only difference for me is that because I eat sort of the similar foods, I just eat a little bit less rice and a little bit less potato. And when I'm in a muscle game phase, I eat a little bit more rice, a little bit more. And the proteins don't really change all that much. You know, my fats are generally just kind of come as an uh, accessory to the red meat and the eggs and stuff that I eat. Um, So I, you know, establishing those things that you can easily measure, which is your, you know, the food that you, you intake, your training that you're doing, the sleep that you're getting at night and the steps that you're doing per day. So let's just quickly talk through what our things are. So uh, pl- spending time, I think, prepping and planning food every week is really key. Yep. Um, prioritizing sleep, you know, having a good bedtime routine. Don't sit there scrolling on your phone, watching TV, you yeah. know, constantly. I've got, I've got, I've nagged Craig enough now. He's in a good habits. He comes down, stands downstairs yeah. before eight o'clock now. I'm so impressed every time he comes down. I don't have to yeah. yell out to him. Some nights I do, sometimes. Sometimes yeah, now NBA season's on. I and then I'll, I'll, I'll scream out, I'll ring him and he's like, I'm coming. And then five minutes later, I'm like, you're not coming. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So he comes okay. down. Yeah. And then, and look, yeah. That, that was definitely something that I struggled with the most. Like, you know, I was always good with the food, always good with the training, you know, always good at uh, the activity stuff, but just, you know, I'm a bit of a night owl. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's still a point that I drift on quite a bit. And it's quite easy for me to sit up a little bit later and I've got to, I've got to force myself. I have to do it you know, every day. And, you know, like I'm, I'm real adamant with all of my clients. I'm like, look, you've got to set this bedtime routine because I'm like, it absolutely makes the biggest difference. If your sleep sucks, you're not going to have the energy or desire to train hard. You know, you're going to slip on your food, you know, you're, yeah. you're less likely so to steps. 
it is just so key. So, yeah, so sleep, you know, sleep, bedtime routine, or have a wife or a husband that nags you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, having the uh, the aura ring, you know, because it, it it gives you your sleep scores, you know, and you wake up next day, and it's just like if you've, you know, had a couple of hours going to bed at eleven o'clock, yeah, it'll tell you. It's just like, man, <laughs> your, your sleep sucks. Like yeah. you, you sort that out. So, you know, little things like that can really help. Um, he sort of gets mad at me when I nag him, but then he's he's grateful. He's mad initially, but then he's grateful. <laughs> it's, it's just the way he does. Sausage! Sausage, come down right You're now, like, sausage. fuck, how many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was true. You know? But I, I I always appreciate it. I just get annoyed at the bond. I need some like a little electric shock thing that I could put yeah. on you. I'm like, <laughs> Mate, if anyone is getting electric shock, it's that fucking sausage. Emma's all, always mortified, not mortified, but like when I tell her, she's like, oh, kitty, you're, so, you're such a pain. I'm like, oh, imagine living with you because she's awake till like some night. So she's a real night owl. Yeah, she's, she, yeah. she's a real, well, it's because she's got yeah. kids and stuff. Just to try and do work late. But anyway, so sleep, yeah. Um, I think making some time for some activity or movement or something that you enjoy yep. doing. It doesn't have to be walking, could be anything. Uh, I anything. think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, schedule it in if you can. Yeah. Um, and then your training as well, you know, put that time in and just make it a priority, you know, try and getting some sun, I think is really key. Um, yeah. and also just with your food, try and set your food plan up to be as voluminous as possible, you know, like, yeah, if you're fat you loss. Know, yeah. So if, if for example, oranges versus orange juice, yep. like when I did my little mini cuts, I swapped the orange juice out for juice. I ate more yogurt instead of milk, you know, like just fills you up. Yeah. Yeah, just little things like that, you know, and look at your meal plan and just think about things that are, are more of a, a nicety than actually going to be better fitting you when you're in a calorie deficit because you want to make all your calories count, you know. And and I think anything there that you can just make a meal feel better, you know, look better, look more appetizing when you're hungry is always good. Um, sparkling mineral water is always good to have on hand as well because um, you can kind of gulp that and. You know, if you drink quite a bit of it, it can kind of fill you up pretty well and sort of mm. bring down that signaling that you're still kind of hungry, um, you know, so that's a little tactic that you can kind of throw in. But yeah, that'd be all the main points for sure. Um, and I've gained so much fat in my thighs since starting pro-metabolic eating, how to lose. This is something that we see really commonly. So I think when a lot of women, you know, fall into this, especially if they've been restricting, they're like, oh, wow, like you can eat all this carbs and ice cream and all these delicious, like yummy, still nutritious foods, but they're calories, you know? Yeah. And if you eat too many calories, you will gain body fat. And I think a lot of women don't track. So they just eat and eat and eat and they gain weight. So the only way that you can lose that is by eating in a calorie deficit. So you yeah. got to track your food, find your maintenance calories, and then start at what would you say, 10 to 15%, Craig? Yeah, yeah, like if you've yeah. got more to lose, you can be a bit more aggressive. But yeah, if you've yeah. It just depends it's, where you're at. It's but pretty simple. Pretty yeah. yeah, you can still eat the same food. You just got to eat in a deficit and eat consistently in deficit for a certain period of time. And you know, you what usually do fat loss phases twelve weeks maximum sixteen weeks, depending on the client, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, yep. it's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty easy. Pretty simple. Mm. Yep. Um, I'm curious what you ate every day early on. I feel I need to just repeat breakfast and lunch. Do you know what's funny? Craig and I have really eaten a lot of the same shit for years, like years and years and years. Like we love, we love air fried potato chips. We eat them a lot with mm. like grilled meat and fish. We like the moments we're into the, we ate beef cheeks. We still eat beef cheeks, a lot of potatoes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if you're eating, you know, liver and oysters and fruits and root vegetables and saturated fats and good quality dairy, 
you know, if you want to eat the same things and you like the same things, that's fine to eat them every day. Like I find I sort of, I have like 10, 10 things that I just love and I just rotate them through really. Um, you know, so I think it's fine what you enjoy. And if you just want to eat, you know, the same thing for a week, just eat it and then change your menu week to week. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to keep eating, I mean, most, most people aren't like Craig who just eat the same thing. He's finally he's changed to beef cheeks. That's his from meat patties. Um, but I, I usually would just change it week to week. So like I'll eat beef cheeks for a week. Then next week I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll make something else. You know, and I sort of rotate the dinners through again. I just have my staples. Like I love air fry, tonight's lamb, air fried potato chips, corn with butter and juice. Yeah. I like spick prawns with spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese, chili con carne. Yeah. Um, I just like really easy things, you know, simple and easy because we're just so busy. Uh, yeah. And then on the weekend, sometimes we make, different things but they're still simple like ribs we love ribs we cook a lot of ribs yep. steaks and the auto yeah we pretty simply hey and we go out yeah, we, we go out for dinner yeah we choose yeah. a bit more fancy shit but yeah not too crazy i mean it's yeah. still we're still a, like a decent protein source or some yeah. sort of carb source yeah. it's nothing uh, so women always so say just... about our program they love it the ones with kids because like oh these meals are just so family friendly and all the meals that are in our cookbook are just the ones that mum my mum used to make us mm. so like spaghetti bolognese because my mum and dad didn't have a heap of money when we were growing up they weren't loaded so they always bought like whatever meat was on special we had heaps of potato butter you know vegetables um she made lots of like quiches spaghetti bolognese um you know chicken chicken curries lamb curries just mm. yep. just real yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, we'd have lamb chops and potato sausages. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously some of those things you, you need to take into consideration just because of the higher fat content. Yeah. But, but our recipe book's got, it's all pretty lower yeah. on the lower fat side and yeah. they're really easy and the kids will love them too. Yep. So that's yeah. a great thing because you don't want to be cooking separate, trying to cook separate meals every single night from your kids. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what we ate. How long can you follow the same workout plan if you have a histamine problem? It's a bit of a random question. <laughs> I wouldn't say it would be different to anyone else, would it? Um, Henry? No. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Henry? To that question. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, I mean, there's no real correlation between, you know, a workout program and, and a histamine issue. Like the, the only, it's only going to be an issue if you're doing too much and you can't recover from it, then it may be triggering some histamine issues. But I mean, that's, that's just got to be post-dependent and looking at what you're actually doing. Um, but you should be able to follow any program for as long as you need to, and as long as you're making progress. Um, yeah, probably as much as I can probably answer on that. Um, um, also, histamine issues, yeah. you know, can be related to hypothyroidism as well. So um, it just depends where you are, you know, like in what you're actually doing to try and um, improve that histamine issue. Um, periactin is a fantastic uh, drug to take to help those sort of things. Mm. Okay, next question. Um, weight loss for women that like a thin, lean look, not super muscly. What's the same? It's the same. You just need to not build as much muscle. 
really. Like weight yeah. to lose weight, you just need to eat in a calorie deficit. Yeah. But if you want to be thin and lean, like thin, and don't have much muscle, you're just going to not be able to eat it a lot. Mm. Like, yeah, you just got to diet yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah, which sucks. Yeah. Like, but I feel like, like, what's the definition of super muscly? Like, you know, like I look at like, like I, I would say like, just thinking of an example, Emma Korean, just one of our clients, like she's not super muscly, but she's not thin though. I wouldn't say no. she's thin. No, uh, but she does have muscle. She has a muscle, but she's not muscly like me. No, but you're yeah, much I think stronger than she is. That's right. So and like, that's, obviously that's the only difference it's, yeah. it's when you look at her, you know, she's got, you know, what most people would, you know, probably say is a very feminine physique. She's, you know, she's yeah. got you know, great glutes. She's got nice yeah. kind of toned shoulders and arms, but you, you wouldn't call her muscular. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you just look at her training numbers and they're reflective of her body looking the way it is. And yeah. your body is reflective of the training numbers that you can do. So yeah. the only difference is the amount of muscularity that you have. So the only way to really know what that looks like is, you know, to, to, to get, reasonably lean so you can actually look at yourself um objectively like and i'd probably recommend going into the gym and doing a workout and then have a oh. looking in, in the mirror post workout when you've got a big muscle pump on and and see what you look like and if that level of muscularity is something that you like um and you're happy with then the reality is you don't really need to progress much further than that from a from a strength perspective um, the only way you, you're going to show it off. So you look a little bit more like the muscular pumped version when you're not actually training is to simply get leaner. You need to get leaner and maintain mm. your current level of strength. If, however, that, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. If however, you look at yourself and think, Oh, I, I do want a bit more muscle, then your strength needs to go up. And then at that point you need to hold it and then get a little bit leaner as well. So it's just nothing changes. It's just based on the level of strength that you have across your lifts is ultimately going to determine how much muscle you have. And that's, that's the only difference. I think though, like weight loss for everyday women that, that do gym don't live there or lift super heavy. Well, I mean, what does living there mean? Like the women in our program who come in, they train three days a week. That to me is not living yeah, at the gym. That's, that's like that. That's, and also too, like, and don't lift yeah. super heavy. So I'm like, well, the only difference is that you just can't eat as much food. Mm. Like you, you just have to diet harder mm. and like, you know, it's just the more muscle you have, the more food that you can eat. Like we've seen it in clients yeah, in their transformations. You don't need to get super lean to look more muscular because yeah. you, you, just, but if you don't you look, want to look, you just have you to look eat better less. at a higher body fat percentage when you have <laughs> yeah. more muscle. So it's yeah. just, and it's, it's hard to get really muscular. Like I've been training for like eight years, nine years consistently, like, and worked with some really cra Craig and other different coaches. Like it's hard to get this muscular. You know, it's not a quick, easy process. So I think, you know, you're not going to get there quickly like you think you are and turn into the Hulk and having a bit of muscle is going to look so much better. Mm. You know, like I, I think about some of my friends that I know that, you know, that we know, Craig, that don't really lift and they're thin. Mm -hmm. They eat fuck all. Yeah. They eat fuck, they've even told us. And they eat like birds. And I'm like, who wants to live like well, we've that? We've been been out to dinner with them or whatever. Yeah. And, it's and just they just like, barely touch, like, you just, you could, you see they it. got it's not just... much muscle. No. Yeah. There's a few of our friends I am thinking about, which I'm sure you know the ones that are tiny mm -hmm. and they barely eat. Yeah. Like they eat, but they don't, they eat, don't eat a lot and they haven't got much yeah, the muscle. Portion thin. Size is so, yeah. is so small. Like my mum's yeah. always been, you know, 55 kilos her entire life. 
you know, and I've seen what she is. She eats like a fucking sparrow. She eats good food, but she just, yeah. her portion size, like you go out to dinner with her, she'll order a meal. She'll, she'll eat a quarter of the plate. Yeah. 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 It's tiny. Uh, and she maintains her weight, but she's got no muscle. No. She doesn't lift weight. She does go to the gym. It doesn't really go to the gym. She just goes yeah, and, no, chats just, and has a bit of a social. Yeah. yeah it's like, a bit of a, bit of a fun yeah. thing for her, which is fine. Yeah. She's doing some exercise, which is great. But I mean, you know, she maintains her weight because she, she just doesn't eat much. So when people just say they're like, when they're tiny and they don't have much muscle, no, I've got this firing metabolism and I eat 3000 yeah. calories and blah, blah, blah. You just go, no, you fucking do not. I know. It's not exactly like anyone. That is yeah. such a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. You're lying. Um, it was really interesting. Like we won't talk, say the names of this people, but like there's this couple that we know and one's a quite a well-known fitness model and the other one's a, co- a coach as well. And he competes. And um, it was so interesting. One day we, I, we, I saw that she was posting on social media or she did some interview and she was saying she eats like 3000 calories a day and she's super lean mm. and she has got muscle, but not heaps of muscle. And like, no. then her, then her partner was like, Craig was talking to her partner and he's like, oh, she eats like a sparrow. Mm. I'm like that. Yeah. That's... So, yeah sometimes she, 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 she might eat one meal a day. Yeah. And I was just like, how big is the oh, but, she, but she's eating 3,000. She's telling everyone she's eating 3,000 calories. It's like, uh, anyway, but yeah, it's just, I think too, like you don't have to live at, lift yeah. at the, live at the gym. You can, some of our best transformations, they train three days a week for 12 months, mm. you yeah. know, before they did any more, yeah. you know, so you don't have to live at the gym to build muscle. No. Like, yeah, three yeah. days. You can start at three days. You need to train your ass off and you need to lift yeah. heavy and really get in there and, and, and push yourself. But I mean, you know, I, I would argue a lot of time I see a lot of people, you know, they're training five and six days a week and I just look at what they're doing and I'm like, look, you just, you're not, you're not training intensely enough to warrant doing all of this extra work. You'd be better off pushing harder with half the amount of work you're doing and you'd get a better result. And it's just like, yeah, people just feel like, oh, I've got to do more and I've got to do thing, you know, I've got to do so much of this and so much of that. And it's just like, well, your training numbers are going to reflect your physique. You know, if, if you don't really look like someone who really lifts and it's just like, well, it's, it's, it's always going to come back to the, the weight on the bar. You know, people want to argue this point over and over. And I'm like, look, the deadlift is a perfect example. It's just like, I can look at someone's posterior chain, their glutes, their lower back, their lats, and, and, and just, you can, you can just tell. So it's just like, you just, your, your deadlift isn't anywhere near where it needs to be in order for you to look the way you want to look. But a lot of people would look at someone who can lift a big deadlift and be like, oh, I don't want to be that muscular. And it's just like, mm. it doesn't, like, you will look muscular, mm. but I've never heard anyone who's gotten there who's lifted some big weights and gone, I hate the way that I look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most people believe they just go, if I add 20 kilos to the bar, I'm going to be way too muscular. And I'm like, you're barely scratching the surface at that point. Trust me, you've got a long way to go. And especially if you're using the words tone, you're, I want to look toned and athletic. Yeah. yeah, Just grow some muscle for a while and then actually you need to die and you need to get leaner than what you think. Yeah. Most people like, you know, they're at a point where they're like, I am lean. I'm like, you're not, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but for you to look the way you're envisaging, you just, you need to get leaner. Yeah. Yeah. It's always got to be easy with more muscle, but. That's right. And you want to, who wants to eat like 12, 1300 calories? And look thin and lean, yeah. like that '90s, you know, Kate Moss, yeah, sort of looking cocaine, thin, lean, you know, that look. Um, okay, uh, is Break Free Basics still running? No, so we've got the seven day challenge instead. I'll pop a link in the show notes below. 
I found the protein episode helpful where you provide information on how to calculate. I would enjoy more of these in good fats as I'm 56 and I've lost 14 pounds with 40 to go. So um, well, I'm not sure what she's asking question about good fats. Like, so usually you just, what's range do you give people with so protein, set protein first and then yep. fats within a range, what usually from 50 20 to 30% up, uh, of total calories is pretty yep. good. Yep. It'll put, yep. put you in a pretty just good set range. Set it and find what suits yeah. you and then on, carbs on the break up the rest. Yeah, on the bottom end of the range, if you prefer more carbs, and obviously you'd set your, your, your fats lower. Yep. And if you prefer a bit more fat, then you'd bring it up closer to 30%. I think that's a, a pretty good rule of thumb. And then in terms of good fats, I mean, if you're eating eggs and dairy and, you know, some red meat and, you know, fish and stuff, you're going to be pretty much mm. getting all the good fats. You know, if you add a bit of, you do the carrot salad with some coconut oil, mm. um, you know, you use uh, ghee you know, to cook some of your food in, like all, all that stuff is really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a program for women over 70? Yes, it's our normal program. We've got women of every single age, the principles and everything the same. We've actually got a client in our program who's 75. I signed her up. She's yeah. awesome. Um, and so, yep, it's called the 16-Week Winner Life Accelerator. I'll pop a link below. You can book in a call and just have a chat about the program. Do you have squat replacement exercise for knee replacement ladies? Yes. When you join the program, your coach will customize a program specifically for you, taking into account any injuries or physical limitations. So, yep. Um, niche alternate strength training for people with knee issues. Well, again, we customize the program specifically for you. So it's about finding what you can do and progressing that. Obviously, it still means like you can't, there's some exercise you just can't do, but you've got to just go, what can I do and progress those? But like I said, when you work with us in our coaching program, we customize it. Um, for you um any tips on how to lose weight when in perimenopause i eat pro-metabolic and train two two times a week and walk but weight not budging sleep well low stress and particularly bad around the stomach area and also high cholesterol um so i think number one it's like it's it's the same process for losing weight in perimenopause as it is for every everyone else like we follow the exact same process and it's actually impossible like what does it mean i'm training two three times a week i walk you know like we, we have no we can't look at we need to look at your data so like there's so many areas where you could be going wrong you know you're not eating consistently in a deficit you're not getting strong enough you know there's just we, we it's impossible for us to give you advice without actually looking at your data and working with you so i would recommend if you're not able to do it on your own that you look at investing um in coaching because just taking a stab in the dark but we've helped hundreds and hundreds of women in perimenopause and menopause just go and have a watch of um you know listen to some of our testimonials um how to balance and still follow a metabolically supportive diet it seems like the pro-metabolic community favors foods that are naturally high in fat but then also high in carbs um so we get this question all the time and i eat a really pretty on the lower fat side and higher carb because i train hard and heavy and i'm quite active and i think it's really easy like you just have to it depends on what your fat budget is but you know, things that I use to get, to hit my protein targets. So I have low fat milk or skim milk. I have low fat uh, Greek yogurt. It's really high in protein, um, eggs. You can also add some extra egg whites. I use lean protein sources like lamb backstrap. Um, you know, you can use eye fillet. And one of my favorite cuts of gelatinous meat that's really lean if you trim it well is beef cheeks. We've been having them. They're really lean. Really good quality uh, lean mince is awesome and pretty budget friendly. Uh, seafood is great. We eat a lot of prawns, obviously oysters, uh, liver. Um, yeah. So like I, my fat would range anywhere from probably 50 to, I mean, if I'm some days I don't, you know, I'm not super accurate because I'm not doing a fat loss phase. 
Um, but like it might range anywhere from 50 to 80 grams of fat a day. Um, you know, if I plan it out and track it properly on my training days, it'd be closer to like 50 to 60 grams. So yeah, it's pretty easy if you just, um, you know, hit, if, if you choose those lower fat, uh, mm. options or oh, casein's a good one. I use casein collagen is good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do we count collagen and casein in MFP? Craig would say yes. So mm-hmm. like collagen's not a complete protein. So you want to make sure that no more of no more than 30% of your diet is coming from protein, but it is still calories. So I think whatever you do, you want to make sure you do it consistently. So like if you're, if you are in, you know, like I'm just saying like you wouldn't want to have, let's say your protein targets 120 grams. You wouldn't want to have, you know, 60 grams of your protein coming from collagen. Like it's not, it's not a complete protein, but you know, like you just have to, um, I think, if you're tracking it, you know, maybe you might want to bump up your protein target a little bit and then make sure you track the collagen, obviously always track the casein just so that you're accounting for it because it's still calories. Yeah. Um, If I'm rolling out of bed in the morning and hitting my gym straight away, what kind of pre-workout meal should I eat? If there's very little time between the food and the lifting session, Mm -hmm. what kind of macros? I think it depends on like what you can digest, but I think something obviously low fat liquids are really good because they yeah. digest quickly. Like I found just this is personal preference when we owned a gym, I'd train in the morning sometimes. So I'd have like a skim milk um, with a really ripe banana and some honey and a shot of coffee. And that was like quite good for me. And then during the training, I would drink a mixture of um, coconut water, orange juice, some collagen and some salt. And then you can also put some cyclic dextrin, which is what Craig uses, which is just a pure carb source. It's like super easy to digest and you absorb it like really quickly. So that can fuel your training. So I think it just depends on what you can digest really. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a a couple of clients who train at, you know, like quarter to five, like super early. So they they have um, a really short amount of time between when they wake up and they're at the gym. Um, But I'm, you know, for them, those particular ones are there, they're pretty advanced. So that it's absolutely important that they're kind of getting all the nutrients in. So I, I actually get them to do like a, a casein protein powder custard, or even a, like a whey powder. Yes. I said whey protein, whey protein powder and, uh, and get some just like farmer's gold custard, um, some blueberries, some maple syrup, add a banana, or they can um, add the, the casein powder with some maple syrup to some rice pudding. So that way they're getting, you know, protein, they're getting the, the uh, glucose from the starchy carb, uh, which is obviously going to replenish their muscle glycogen. And they're also going to get the simple sugars that they're going to get from the maple syrup or, you know, some mixed berries or something that they add in um, as well. And I, I get them to prep that the night before and just keep it in the fridge. So as soon as they wake up in the morning, they just, you know, they can just eat it straight away. It's so, I mean, cause it's, it's rice pudding, custard and, and powder and, and stuff like it's, it's, you know, once you mix it all in, it's just, it's super I easy. I think my smoothie's better than that, but anyway. I disagree. Yeah. It's, lacking, it's lacking a lot actually. So. Um, no, it's not. What's it lacking? It's lacking enough protein most of the time. You only put some skim milk in it. Well, you could, you could, you could add some Greek yogurt or oh, I had a fair bit of skim. You had two cups of, yeah, but I mean like most importantly carbs and i think it's about like what you can digest so most important protein and carbs thanks very much there was but there is protein in there there is protein (laughs) anyway i was still hitting pbs and making gains and you know like you need to just test and find what works for you craig just thinks his casing custard is the best thing ever and everyone should be eating it it is it's not um but anyway there you go there's yes i have i've tried it so many times 
there's some good um, suggestions for you. Yep. But yeah. Um, okay. So next question. What? Okay. So I've become more short on time lately. Is it better to prioritize getting steps or strength training three to four times a week? I would personally choose the strength training and then yes. I would do the steps. Yep. 100%. Yeah, yep. build the muscle and then you do your steps on the days that you can't train, yep. uh, on the days you're not training. What are the best movements for working out at home aimed for fat loss, particularly slimming the thighs without bulking them? <laughs> this is a good question, actually, because I think I'm only laughing because I think, sorry, I'm not laughing at the person asking the question. I'm just laughing because it's a really common, yeah. I think, misconception that there's no specific exercise that you can do that target and slim the muscle. The muscle can either get bigger or smaller. That's it. Yeah, and that's right. So you think about tone, a squat, a squat type yeah. movement, which is like hip and knee extensions. It's going to work all your thighs and your glutes and hips, etc. Yeah. So squat variations. So like a dumbbell squat, you know, a, a split squat, you know, a Bulgarian split squat, um, step back lunges, you know, walking lunges. All of those movements are fantastic. So so choose choose you know two of those that are really good, and then I would look to, to do a hinge movement, you know, so like a, a dumbbell RDL or a single leg um, RDL um so pretty much if you're you're including those two and then maybe you, you you know depending what equipment you've got available to you but maybe doing some sort of hip thrust you know a dumbbell hip thrust so you're just laying on the ground doing something like that that way you're getting a squat type movement you're getting type a hinge type movement and then also like a, a glute isolation movement i think all of that's going to target that area really well from a muscular standpoint and as long as you're progressing your weights over time that's going to build that that really nice sexy lean muscle tissue and then you basically just got to get the fat off and that's just going to come back to diet. So I wouldn't overthink the exercises. I would just choose exercises that you would like and then train them really hard, add weight over time. You know, if you, if you, if you're doing like a, you know, like a dumbbell squat with like five kilos and that's hard, you know, your goal should be able to handle a, a 20 kilo dumbbell and, and, you know, do a couple of sets of 10 with that because that kind of progress will you know, see some good muscularity changes, especially if you're a newbie lifter and then it's just diet, you just diet to get the fat off. Yeah. So, so, and again, like we said before, like it's hard to be build a lot of muscle, like it takes years Yeah. and it's only going to look bulky if you don't lose the fat over the top. Um, how do you prepare gelatin gummies? I'm kind of over fruit juice and gelatin combination looking to change up the recipe. To be honest, I don't make a shit ton of gummies. I made some nice cherry juice ones the other day, which are pretty yum, but like, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Um, I mean, what else can you make it with? You just got to make it with liquid. So juices, pureed fruit, I think you could do. I don't know. I'm not that creative. Eh? I don't really do gummies a lot. I just eat a lot of collagen. It's just easier. Um, check on the saturate page. We've got a cool like uh, coffee gummy recipe, which is quite good. Um, tips for staying on budget with a pro-metabolic lifestyle. Um, I think, okay, so when we very first started our gym, we were broke, so broke. So um, we shopped at the markets. So, you know, got all our fruit and veg there, got all our eggs there. We ate tinned oysters. We bought fresh liver. Um, we just a lot of lean beef mints cause it's really affordable. Um, what else did we do, Craig? Just the markets, I think fruit and veg. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Rice, potatoes, yeah. um, fruit. We used to buy water, like watermelon. Oranges are cheap, Oranges. potatoes, white rice, get the yep. tinned oysters, buy the liver fresh, it's cheap. Yeah, um, go to Audi to get the, uh, yep. the fish. What was the fish? It was the, the hokey, ocean caught hokey. Yeah, it was ocean cheap, 12 bucks a bag. Yep. 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 Um, and then, you know, like just like skim milk and that's pretty much it. Like we didn't really, 
I mean, we still kind of keep thinking most things kind of simple now, you know, and, and most of those foods we're still kind of eating now, interestingly enough. But yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to have a pretty nutrient rich diet on, on yeah. a budget. Like yeah. And then like the uh, gelatinous beef cheeks, they're pretty cheap. They're good. You know, blade steak, oyster blade is cheap mm. and gelatinous too. Mm. So yeah, shop at the markets, rice, potatoes, eggs, you know, stick with the leaner cuts of like the beef mince is cheap. Um, go with those gelatinous, cheaper cuts of meat, buy in bulk, get a freezer, get a, get a chest freezer and buy meat when it's on special in bulk. Yep. It's really good. Yeah, that was something we did pretty yep. early on. Get a chest yep. freezer, just buy big tub of stuff and yep. throw it all in. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Craig is like going like this to me and think, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Um, so so uh, if you are new here um, or maybe you're not new, maybe you've been following us for a while and you just haven't been uh, taking action. Um, a really good place to start would be our seven day challenge. Now we've talked about it on the podcast uh, today already, but the challenge, um, I guess, really was purposely built um, for women who want to achieve sustainable results without cutting, you know, drastically cutting calories, sugar and carbs and working out six or seven days a week. Uh, and we developed it over years of helping women, women, I should say, restore their metabolism, eat more food and train less. So, you know, like we said, you only, if commit to three days a week training, you can get great results training three days. You could obviously train more. And as you get more advanced and you want to progress, you need to put a bit more in, but to start with three days is totally fine. Um, and you know, I'd like, unlike other programs you'll find online, it's a holistic approach. So it provides everything that you need for long-term success, more energy, better moods, better sleep, better digestion, um, balanced hormones, and of course, long-term sustainable weight loss and sustainable body composition change. So in the seven day challenge, we provide a full meal plan, um, a recipe book, We've got a workout plan for home and the gym, a full training exercise video library to gain your workouts. We've got advanced supplement guides, um, support, and also a lot of education around why we do what we do um, so that you can understand exactly uh, what you are doing. So, and set you up obviously for long-term success. And you get all of this for a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and you get lifetime access. So just join whenever. It doesn't look like it's start and you've got seven days. Um, so click on the link below, uh, grab the seven day challenge and, um, I will see you in there and thanks again for tuning in everyone. And we will chat with you again. I always say, see you and sort of, it's a podcast. You can't see me. Um, and we'll be back in a week. Mm -hmm.